Welcome to the Be Free program where you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Hi, I'm Loretta Roschke and I am so glad to be with you today. Good morning, Dawn Kennedy. Good morning. (laughs) Good morning, Dawn. Good morning. morning. (laughs) Pull that mic over there. (laughs) We are going to um, talk today again about divine encounters and divine connections. You know, we we are a divine encounter through Christ for someone. We're a divine touch point for someone in Christ. We've all been given the ministry of reconciliation and someone else is one for you. And so God works us all together like that so that uh, we can be the body and we can minister to those that are are know the Lord and don't know the Lord. Uh, But we're going to talk about, because you know, God still is doing divine encounters and divine uh, connections. Right. Mm -hmm. And so he wants us to have a divine encounter with him so that we can therefore be a divine uh, connection to someone else. Isn't that right? Yes, that is. Uh, Hallelujah. Nothing's better than to help somebody, right? That's exactly right. We all have moments. So it's nice to have had your encounters with the Lord so that you have something to give them. Amen. 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 Well, we are going to, uh, last week we talked about. Paul, Saul, actually, he was still called Saul at that time. And uh, how that he, you know, remember Stephen, who was a martyr, he'd been chosen to be a deacon and to help minister. And the Bible says he was full of faith and full of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And he went about ministering to people, teaching and preaching. And uh, so it stirred up the religious crowd, you know, <laughs> Religion versus relationship. Mm -hmm. It stirred up the religious crowd and they uh, decided to uh, stone him. And so when they did that, uh, he, Saul, was there watching and they actually, the witnesses and those there participating in the stoning of Stephen, the martyr, actually laid their coats at his feet. So he was condoning it. He was all for it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it was a, a sad situation where there was a lot of persecution arising in the church. Uh, and Paul, I mean, he was just, he, he, he was really uh, causing problems. In Psalms, excuse me, Acts 8, 3, it says, As for Saul, he made havoc of the church, entering into every house and hauling men and women committed and committed them to prison. Therefore, they were scattered abroad and went everywhere preaching the word. So what the devil meant for harm, God turned for good. And the Amplified, it says, But Saul shamefully treated and laid waste the church and continuous, uh, continuously with cruelty and violence. And entering house after house, he dragged out men and women and committed them to prison. Now those who were scattered abroad went, up, went about through the land from place to place, preaching the glad tidings, the word, the doctrine concerning the attainment through Christ, of salvation in the kingdom of God. So that's what what they were preaching, the doctrine concerning the attainment through Christ of salvation in the kingdom of God. It was a called the way. It was uh, in contrast to the old covenant. God was doing a new thing. And Saul and the religious leaders were opposing it. They could not get... Um, they couldn't 
grasp it. They couldn't move into the new thing that God was doing. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's why there was so much persecution. That's a word for us right now, though, isn't it? Amen. Are you moving into the new thing God's doing? Right. You may be doing something in your life. Are you in agreement with it? <laughs> exactly. Don't oppose what God is doing. Right. And, and, and seek him and encounter him so you know, so you know what he's doing. Right. Right. Because he will tell you if you ask him. Right. He will lead you and guide you and direct you. So anyway, now uh, let's read about Saul. And I'm going to read it um, out of, let's see, the Amplified and the King James as well. And Saul, yet breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord, uh, the high priest went and, excuse me, that is not me. And Saul, yet breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord, the high priest went unto and desired of him letters to Damascus to the synagogues. So Paul, he was still called Saul at this point, was uh, the leader of the persecution. You know, we may think that we may have troubles. <laughs> we may think that we're being persecuted in this nation and our rights as Christians, they are being infringed upon, yes. And we need to pray against that. We need to pray uh, for that we have the liberty and freedom to preach the word and believe the word and speak the word. Uh, but these Christians were being dragged out. They were being stoned. They were put in prison, men and women alike, out of their houses. Now, thankfully, we've not had that in America, but it's all over the world, mm-hmm. other parts of the world, mm-hmm. and a price that they pay. You know, Satan, just as, as it said in the word that um, uh, Paul was wrecking havoc, Satan wants to wreck havoc in the church, but God. <laughs> and what the devil meant for harm actually scattered the Christians, and they preached the word, and the word and the message of Christ eventually spread all over the world. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. So verse nine, chapter 9, verse 1. Meanwhile, Saul, still threatening and murderous desires against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and requested of him letters to the synagogues at Damascus, authorizing him so that if he found any men or women belonging to the way, which was the life as determined by faith in Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. he might bring them bound with chains to Jerusalem. Understand, people, that... Um, People will oppose what they don't understand. Don't we do that so often? We oppose what we don't understand. Now, there are times we need to oppose things. Sure. If it's contrary to the word of God, yes, we need to be in opposition to that. But many times, like I brought out last week, Don, how that Saul really was, uh, I mean, he thought he was doing God a favor. He thought he was doing the will of God. That religious side of him. That religious side of him. It's what he'd been trying. It was the old covenant he was trying to enforce what the old covenant was, the sacrifices and the uh, going through the high priest and, and all those, all the laws, uh, which was the, the way of doing things before Christ. Mm-hmm. But when Christ laid down his life, he became our substitute for sin, mm-hmm. right? Right. So he died in our place. Thank you. He God. was our substitute. <laughs> and the Bible, and when God looks at Jesus as dying, we died with him. We died, he died as us. He died for us. He dies as a substitute, yet without sin, right? Right. And so we died, we went down with him, and we came up with him in Christ if we accept him as Savior. And so 
Jesus Christ took every single sin of humanity of everyone that ever lived on the face of the earth, beginning with Adam, all the way to the to the last one born, to, to all the way through, he paid the price. There never had to be another sacrifice, right? So the, the priest in the Old Testament, what they had to do is they had to offer, offer sacrifices for themselves first. You know, they had to offer sacrifices for themselves. They had to offer sacrifices uh, for the p- sins of the people. And they every they had to keep offering sacrifices over and over. And there had to be a new priest, a new high priest every year. And the, Levit- the Levites. Well, he better be towing the line. And had to be towing the line because if he went in there and he hadn't had uh, his sins covered, well, he died in the, in the right. yeah, <laughs> he would have died in the presence of mm-hmm. the Lord because a holy uh, sin can't enter into the presence of a holy God, even though he's loving, mm-hmm. even though he's loving and merciful, sin cannot enter in. Mm-hmm. So they had to, a new priest, a new high priest had to be appointed uh, every time when, you know, there's a new high priest, there's the priesthood because they died off. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, uh, they cycled them in and out. But when Jesus came, he was the one and only true uh, Savior, high priest. Those others were shadows. He was the high priest uh, of a better covenant. And he died and on he the cross. He was the sacrifice. He was the sacrifice. Mm-hmm. They offered up the blood of bulls and goats. They, every priest that talks about in Hebrews has to, of necessity, offer a gift. They have to offer a sacrifice. Their sacrifice was the, the ram, the lamb, the dove, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. The, Depending on what, what you did wrong. Yeah, yeah. And, and if it was the high priest of Day of Atonement, and, you know, as I understand, uh, or the, the others. So they, uh, the day of atonement and when Jesus died, he, he, he died at exactly the same time the a lamb was slain, uh, the day of atonement, and it was a perfect lamb without spot, without blemish. And so Jesus Christ perfectly uh, fulfilled that. And he died for us. The Old Testament, okay, I, I want, don't, don't lose me. We're going to go back to divine encounters and divine connections. The Old Testament covered sin. The blood of bulls and goats covered sin. The Old Covenant was a covering of sin. The New Testament is a cancellation of sins. In, second, uh, in Corinth, uh, Colossians chapter 2, 14 and 15, it talks about the writing that was against us was canceled. It was nailed to the cross. Uh, it, the decree, the sentence that we deserve, Jesus Christ took on the cross. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Way, thank you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. We have a a high priest that's touched with the feelings of our infirmities. Uh, he was tempted in every way which we are yet without sin. So he, Jesus Christ, not only canceled our sins when we uh, uh, of humanity but we have to receive it we have to accept it we mm-hmm. have to believe it we have to take that for sin. us mm-hmm. and confess our sins but he he totally uh he laid the axe to the root so to speak to the principle and the power of sin sin so lo- shall no longer exert dominion over you the power and the principle of sin was destroyed as well for those who will believe and receive and enforce it. Mm-hmm. So 
this is so totally foreign to it's an Saul. opposite of everything they've yeah, known. Yeah. I mean, God, because Jesus does opposite of right. what the enemy yeah. planned. Yeah. Right? And the other, the Old well, Testament. Well, not that the original plan was the right. enemies. I didn't mean that. Right, but right, right. The, what the enemy means in your life. What right. he's trying to do in your yeah. life. That God turns it for mm-hmm. good. Um, so the, the Old Testament uh, was that a, a religious system, a, a covenant. It was a covenant, but it it was designed to point you to your need of Jesus Christ and to point you to salvation and what Christ would do because no one was going to be able to keep all the laws, not even the high priest, mm-hmm. right? So it was showing us our great need that we needed the Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus means he saves, salvation, he saves. Christ means the anointed one and his anointing, the Messiah, he would come. Jesus, the one who would save the anointed one and his anointing would come and save us. I mean, awesome. Mm -hmm. And so they, and it also, I think one of the reasons that they were so opposed to it is because they lost their positions as the Sadducees and the Pharisees and the, as looking upon as their kind of the rulers of the area, Mm -hmm. Uh, the high priests, you know, the ultra uh, respected, right. They were honored. They respected, respected. uh, They carried great power, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. great power, great authority. Mm -hmm. And so this Jesus that came flew in the face of all of that. And he came preaching a simple gospel. And he was lowly. He came, uh, he was born through a virgin birth of Mary, a young girl, and uh, was a son of a carpenter. And he was born in Bethlehem, put in a manger. He didn't come riding on a white horse and all this entourage to overtake and overthrow the Roman rule over them and set up a throne of authority and every, and that all of these high priests and, and um, all of the Sadducees and Pharisees uh, would get their ruling portions where they, the regions they would rule. He no, like us. He came in humanity. He was fully God, but fully man. But when he came to earth, he put away that deity and walked fully as man. He didn't tap into, oh, you know, uh, on the cross, come and get me. You know, he, he, he faced heartache. He faced all these things, yet without sin. And Jesus was lowly and meek. And he rode on a donkey into Jerusalem. I mean, everything he did was so different than what they were expecting. God came in a way they did not expect and many could not receive. Mm-hmm. They could not receive it because it was not as they perceived it should be. It wasn't working out like they thought it should be. Sometimes we think we know better than God. We have but a we plan. Don't. We have a plan, but it's right. not the good, the best plan. Right. God right. has the best plan. The, he is the master plan maker. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, he sees way far farther yes. in the future than yes. we could ever imagine. Yes. And so we have Saul. Okay, he's wrapped up, mixed up, all tangled up in that religious system. And he thought by these Christians and Jesus were blasphemous. They were they were trying to they they were actually in his estimation were against Jehovah God. They were not doing right. They were they were opposing the one and only true God. 
instead of seeing it as he, Jesus was the fulfillment of that old covenant, the one they had been waiting for and longing for, they opposed it. So enter Saul <laughs> into that. Saul, still drawing his breath hard from threatening and murderous desire against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and requested of him letters to the synagogues at Damascus, authorizing him so, to, so that if he found any men or women belonging to the way of life as determined by faith in Jesus Christ. Ooh, that'll preach right there. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. It's determined by faith in Jesus Christ that he might bring them bound with chains to Jerusalem. I mean, Saul was zealous. Uh, he was trained. Uh, he was a Pharisee of Pharisees. Uh, he was well-respected. He had a lot of authority. And he thought he was on a mission from God. And but, some of the people did too, right? They right, were, they were yeah. grateful and mm -hmm. and respecting him and like throwing his their, their rags in front of him. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And so uh, he wanted, of course, to completely annihilate the way, the people of the way. Mm -hmm. Now, as he traveled on, he came near to Damascus. This, this reads like a novel to me, like a suspense novel. Like It's so awesome. Uh, of course, it's, it's the living word of God. But I mean, <laughs> put yourself in the shoes. Put, put yourself in this setting. Now, as he traveled on, we're talking about Saul. He came near to Damascus, and suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him, and he fell to the ground. Then he heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me, harassing, troubling, and molesting me? This is what uh, uh, the Amplified, how it puts it. So, He's traveling on. I mean, he's going on his, I'm sure he's probably going on his next mission, right? Because he requested letters uh, authorizing him to go find more, more Christians mm -hmm. just serving the Lord, loving mm -hmm. the Lord, living their life. And he's on his way on his, what he thinks is his divine assignment and mission in life to put in prison these Christian men and women and to drag them out of their house and wreak havoc of their lives. And all of a sudden, he's traveling and he comes near. He's getting, he's getting uh, near to Damascus and there's a great light from heaven. And I'm sure this is daytime. Mm -hmm. Don't yeah, think he'd be doing it at night. Yeah, because they didn't usually travel at night right. unless they were trying to avoid some kind of danger. Right. So... He, there's, and the King James says, suddenly there was a, there shined around about him a light for heaven, and which was actually Christ, mm -hmm. Christ in his glory. And so it's such a bright light that even in the sunlight, it's like shining. Mm -hmm. You know, think about how bright the sun is. But here's this huge, awesome flash, uh, flash of the glory of God. He, Mr. Saul, is about to have, he is having a divine encounter. He's right in the middle of a divine encounter. And he fell to the earth. I mean, the power of God knocked him off of his horse or his donkey. donkey. 
yeah. of his donkey. Of his donkey. Knocked him <laughs> off. I mean, he is, he is knocked off by the glory of God. You know, I've, I've been in the presence of the Lord before that was so strong that I just couldn't stand. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yes, Lord. But thankfully, he wasn't knocking me. I, I mean, he wasn't. Don- knock me off a donkey. <laughs> <laughs> but so here he is. Uh, and it's suddenly a light from heaven. He had a suddenly from God. He had a sudden encounter. And, the, it, and it flashed all around him. He fell to the ground. Then he heard a voice saying to him, not only is there a flash, he's knocked off of his donkey. Then there's this voice, voice. from heaven. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine Saul? I mean, I mean, this, this, is, this is quite a day for him. He said, the Lord said, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Mm-hmm harassing, troubling, and molesting me. Because see, when you are persecuting God's people, you are persecuting him. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're, you're, you're messing with me, you're messing with my God. That's mm-hmm. right. Uh, we are his people, bone of his bone. We are, we are part and parcel his. And he says, why are you persecuting me? Uh, so he says, it is, uh, are you, and the Lord said, excuse me, I got ahead of myself. Why are you persecuting me? To touch one belongs to the Lord, that belongs to the Lord in a negative way is to touch the Lord. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the Bible says, touch not my anointing and do the anointed and do them no harm. And he said, who are you, Lord? Saul doesn't even know who this is. He still called him Lord. Lord, yes, because he knew. Mm-hmm. He's speaking out of heaven. But he doesn't recognize it, that it's Jesus, mm-hmm. the very one that he is opposing the very one that he totally does not understand. He does not get him. Mm-hmm. He does not get Christ. He doesn't get Jesus. He just can't wrap his brain around it. He is the one that is the author of the way that those that, that he's persecuting. Right. He has come smack dab into a divine encounter with the very thing that he was opposing. The very thing he was dead set against. That he wasn't going to do. He wasn't going to listen to. He wasn't going to have any part of. He ran, he ran slap dab in the middle of it. You can tell you're from Texas if you say slap dab. Slap smack dab. Yeah, it's usually smack oh, dab. Oh, it's smack dab. I've always yeah. said slap dab. <laughs> it's usually smack dab. Okay. Well, it might be appropriate slap dab because he got knocked off of his horse or his donkey. <laughs> That's funny right there. Okay. So... Well, we had to go back to Saul because we've left him right in the middle of this, this encounter. Saul said, who are you, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus. Can you imagine what Saul thought and felt? Wow. I bet he thinks I'm going to die right here. I'm yeah. dying right here, and I deserve it. I'm, I am. This is it. This I'd is the last. I'd be afraid to move. That'd be <laughs> <Yeah>. for sure. <laughs> I'm going down, and I'm not coming back Might up. Might have been afraid to speak. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh. He said, I am Jesus. He's the truth. He's the life. He's the way. He's the Savior. He's the Messiah. He's the anointed one and his anointing. I'm the one whom you are persecuting. Don't you know that was a paradigm shift? Don't you know that was a change of mind? It is dangerous. Now listen to this. Amplify says, that the Lord says to Saul, it is dangerous and it will turn out badly for you 
to keep kicking it against the goad, to offer vain and perilous resistance. Sometimes we oppose ourselves. Sometimes in opposing others, we are opposing selves, uh, uh, ourselves, uh, opposing uh, maybe someone else is trying to guide you, to help you. Uh, to give you some wisdom, to give you some direction. Hey, you're fixing to run smack dab (laughs) (laughs) into a wall. You need to stop and turn around and go the other way. I've opposed myself before. I've opposed good counsel. I've opposed wisdom. I don't know how many times. I've opposed the direction of the Lord and the voice of God in my life before. But here's what it'll get you. It is dangerous, Jesus says, and it will turn out badly for you. To keep kicking against the goad to offer vain and perilous resistance. (laughs) To say the least. Mm. I mean, yes, that is so true. A goad is a, it's a, it's a stick, uh, a sharp goad or a a sharp stick with a point placed immediately behind the uh, oxen and were, that were attached to the plow. Uh, to against, to kick against it would cause sharp pain. So it would bring, the oxen, the animals, into line. It would, it would cause them to do what they needed to pull, what they needed to pull, to not be um, uh, running wild, but yet to bring them in line. So he says it is, it is, uh, it's not wise to kick against the goats. My goodness, we're about done with this first half hour. So let me take a minute before we, we jump back into this. If you f- know that you've been opposing God in your life, that you've been opposing Jesus Christ, the truth, the life, the way, and him trying to pull you in and draw you in. Listen, today's your day. Today's the day of salvation. Just say, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I'm a sinner. Cleanse me, wash me, change me, purify me. I give you my life. I give you all of my past I give you today, I give you all of my future. I ask you to be Lord and master of my life. Change me, Lord. I'm yours. I believe you are the Christ, the son of the living God. I invite you into my life. I accept and receive you by faith as my savior. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer from your heart, then you are have become what the Bible calls born again. You're a new creation in Christ. Old things have passed away and all things have become new. I want you to call our prayer line, 866-241-0579. 866-241-0579. We want to send you out some scriptures and pray for you. If you have any other prayer needs, you can pray that. call that prayer line as well. Also, I invite you to go to our website at lueda.org, L-O-U-A-D-A.org. There's lots of tons of free resources, free previous radio shows, our TV shows that airs on Impact Christian Network. Um, some blogs, just different things on there to minister to you. Connect with us on Facebook, Lueda Roshke Ministries, uh, and uh, all the different social um, medias. We want to connect with you. Listen, we, we appreciate you and all you do. We thank you for joining us. Pray for us, and we'll be right back in just a moment, and we will continue our study.